Well, it's been snowing a lot here in Amsterdam. I heard, uh, you know, I, I caught up with uh, the episode I was not in last week. There's a lot of snow in New York, sort of maybe a, a reason to uh, move to Austin, uh, <laughs> as I recall. Now, I do, I do listen to, you know, the old KUTX 98.9 remotely. So as in the morning when uh, when we're making breakfast, uh, Kim has realized that we're listening to. I don't think this hap- anyone like this listens to the you know public radio uh, music channel, but uh, we listen to the music that you'd be listening to if you got home at like three or four a.m. and you wanted to chill out after wife, a night. My out. wife does the same thing. <laughs> yeah, and and I you know it's it's kind of hit or miss. Uh, the other thing that Kim has noticed. And I, I have noticed it, but I'm, I'm such a lifelong like KUT listener, for instance, as far as I can remember that like I, I, I don't like to think this is that they pretty much play the same music over and over again for the last 20 years. <sighs> it's very like you can almost you could probably do some sort of like audio fingerprint of what KUT does <laughs> and it could instantly be identified just like 30 <laughs> seconds and you'd be like, yep, that's it. It's a, this the same old stuff. However... Uh, they, I, I heard the weather report. I was listening to it during dinner. Uh, tell me if this is true, Brandon, there might be some icy roadways. I can, uh, I can confirm update. There are icy, uh, roads. In fact, I had to, uh, kind of rush to pick up, uh, my son at school and make it back. Way to go. We, we avoided the overpasses. There is a tree, mm. a tree already down because I don't know, there's some ice, I guess, took down a tree. And actually some of our, our friends here in chat, they're also experienced no power. So again, Austin, really, it's, just, it's my fault. I kind of talked a lot of trash this week, last week. And this week uh, it's actually kind of cold and, we're, and the city is completely un, unprepared. We already were, we're less than 30 minutes into like a, the relative ice storm and people close to me are already losing power and trees have fallen. All right. So all if, right. It was, if it goes more than six hours, you know, you may never hear from us Call again. Your doctor. Yeah. Well, I'm just laughing because about 30 minutes after we finish this podcast, I'm going to take a surfing lesson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We've seen the pictures, Matt, right? We've seen yeah. your, uh, on, I don't know. Are you on Instagram or do you just posting them in the, in the uh, Slack? I, I can't even remember where account. I saw it. I, yeah. I, I think I posted in Slack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You have a whole yeah, other yeah. set of problems getting, yeah. uh, sung by jellyfish. Oh, like my, that. My, so, so, so my winter story is, so the, uh, the kids went back to school. Uh, this week physical what i don't know what the fuck to call it they were they're in person is that <laughs> and uh so it's like it's been snowy here and so i've had to bike them through uh you know snowy streets for the past two days in the, in the the buck feet and uh, it's actually a lot better than it sounds now you know the back not back roads but the neighborhood roads are generally like all snowy and slushy and sometimes icy you know because it melts and then it freezes again but your major roads, it's nice, as you would expect from my reports here in the Netherlands, in the same way that, uh, you know, they totally like clear off the bike lanes. So they must have some bike that they get out at 4 a.m. in the morning with a little snowplow in front of it. Maybe it's like a half width snowplow. Yeah, That'd be cool. it's really nice, though. But it is uh, it, w- it was a fun. I mean, as as a Texan, it was my first experience biking in snow. Ooh. And, uh, you know, I applied the same rules that you apply to driving, which is drive Stick your slow. feet out to the sides. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So go, go slow and watch those corners. That's, that's what you want to do. Hey, everybody. It's me. Today's show is sponsored by Strong DM. Working from home, managing a gazillion SSH keys, database passwords, and Kubernetes certs? Meet Strong DM. 
manage and audit access to servers, databases, and Kubernetes clusters, no matter where your employees are. With StrongDM, easily extend your identity provider to manage infrastructure access. Automate onboarding, offboarding, and moving people within roles with the click of a button. Trusted by companies like Hearst, Peloton, and SoFi to manage access, you'll have more control and less hassle. StrongDM, manage and audit remote access to infrastructure. Start your free 14-day trial at strongdm.com sdt, all uppercase. Again, that's strongdm.com slash SDT. No credit card required. And of course, we thank Strong DM for sponsoring our show. I think it's just us now, Matt Ray. Oh, well, now. It looks like Brandon dropped off. <laughs> That's cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so now we, we could talk about American healthcare where he can't hear us. <laughs> oh, yes. I got a. That, I, I took my uh, my youngest to get a, a COVID test yesterday. He's he's got a cold. They won't let him back into school without it. And uh, in and out five minutes. No, completely free. Oh man, I don't even. I don't want to think about that kind of stuff because it's a little. It's because over here in the Netherlands, it's it's a little also delayed out. So I just try not to think about it. But that that does raise a question. Well, it's just us two expats talking, Matt Ray, fancy lads that we are. <laughs> uh, so what you know, I have noticed. What, now that the election is over, I don't yeah. give a fuck about U.S. news. Like, I am not interested. What, what's your how, How's this going for you? Like, like I, I signed up for that Matt Iglesias newsletter. I mean, I'm, I'm paid in full for a year, so I can't cancel it. But I'm just like, I don't really care about, you know, New York transit laws. Whereas beforehand, I was all in. I, wanna, I don't want to read everything, but now I'm just kind of like... You got, you got uh, some... It's boring. Fatigue. Yeah. And it's also like now the news is just boring. It's just like, I don't know. It's another like battle in Congress about budget. <laughs> like it's it, it's not uh, there's no thrill anymore. Well, it's, yeah, it's it's more more along the lines of being just sickening watching the impeachment stuff. But, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, I haven't checked. See, that's that's a good point is I haven't actually checked in on that. And <sighs> I did see something and I was thinking like, well, maybe there'll be something interesting that comes out of this. But you know, in a good way, I realize that generally following politics politics is super boring, right? Yeah, like it's just that's like the way it should be. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, if you follow it on a daily basis, I mean, it moves so slow that it's basically just like, well, this one senator might vote yes. <laughs> Here's two thousand that... more words on that topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That, that's that's why we don't cover politics. We stick with with tech. And then <laughs> and then it's, it's also fast moving. As I work yeah. on AIX again. Yeah, yeah. And then I was also realizing that, like you know, I read it and it doesn't have a huge effect on me because I don't even live there. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like your weather. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, that, that's man. part of my goal for uh, my, my sabbatical here is I'm going to try to detach even more and pay attention yeah. less and, uh, you know, take Zoom off my phone and uh, or at least log out of everything but the software to find talk Zoom. And You're going to, uh, like, start meditating or some shit. Is that is that also in the cards, Matt Ray? Yeah, there, there, there may be some meditation uh, there. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go surfing today. We'll check that out. We'll see how, how I feel about the surfing. Um, yeah, I, got, I think uh, maybe the power must have gone out of Brandon's house. Oh, my goodness. 
Uh, well, he's not even. Uh, is he? Uh, is he in? Uh... He was controlling the OBS stream, right? Or are we still recording? No, oh, oh, we're still. No, in Zoom. I think. <laughs> I, I think it's it's be, because we're in Zoom. It actually all works. Oh, should well. we get back on track? Or yeah, let's do it, Matt Ray. Let's start with the. We'll skip the thing that Brandon uh, was interested in talking about. And go to, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll skip. To, we'll skip know, the Brandon things and go to the Cote thing. Just because he should be here. To, to yeah, discuss sure, it. sure. So I didn't actually come across this until I was catching up on my reading, but it looks like. And and you know I, I had to I had to read the beginning of this article about Google suggestions for open source stuff carefully because it's one of those things you read the headline and it looks like whoa major initiative here but then yeah. really it's just like some some people at Google suggested some stuff yeah it, yeah it, it, it was just it's a it's a wouldn't it be nice sort of thing now now that said you know it it's it's it it does seem like some nice suggestions and it's it's fun to use uh to to some thought leadering well you know what this is some thought leadership right here matt ray <laughs> well the, the, the opening sentence is is thought leadering right this is this is like you know the somewhere somebody's given a, a devops days talk that starts with open source software should be more secure than closed source but only if people are inspecting it and that's not an easy job boom there's your talk right Hash that out. You got at least twenty wow. minutes of content right there, and this, then you know this would be a good talk. <laughs> Let well, me. You know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna share this window for the for the people watching in the stream. And you know, if you don't, if you're listening to the podcast, we stream these in Twitch. No, not the whole window, but because I think I want to I want to make a point here because this is a whole level of analysis I didn't even think of, Matt Ray. So yeah, if you see this part, you've got you've got five bullet points. Bullet points are each one of those bullet points. First, you show them in a slide, this, and then yeah. the next five slides are your five bullet points where you break them down. I mean, this yeah, thing is, so, it's, it's what we got. We, ready to be what we got here. What we got here is uh, you, you, you know, you got to thanks for having me. Here's my biography, <laughs> and uh, and then you got you set up the problem, right? Like, so you spend five minutes setting up the problem. You yep, probably. Yep. You probably um, have some screenshot of a Netflix architecture. I don't know something. You, you, you've got some story about left pad biting people because you know you weren't paying attention to your third party yes. software, right? You, you bring in some yeah. anecdotes that everyone's familiar with, right? Yeah, yeah. And and then this is the meat. You get one slide per those five things. You go over that. Now, what you're going to do at the end? Now this is this would be this would be a plus grade on a presentation like this. We're talking a forty five minute presentation, maybe you could probably cram it into three. Now, if you just did that, that would get you that, solid. That, B-. that, that is that is a track talk, right? If you want it yeah, to be yeah. the keynote, if you want it to be the keynote, you go farther than this article and you say you're actually doing something. <laughs> wow, well, whoa, whoa! Now that that would be that would be a good keynote thing because it, you know like, it would be boom, like it would be it would be uh, about it. It would be an announcement of of something exactly. like it would be an announcement thing. But what I was going to say is, if just aside from the announcement thing, if you want the if you wanted to get this to be a material at the end, you would also have to say how do we make this possible, right? Yes. Like, yes. what are three ways that I think we actually will do this based on problems that we had, right? So yeah. that that's that's I'm gonna I'm gonna stop sharing the screen for people who uh, are are watching the the stream here. But let's let's get to it because I think. All of this looks like great ideas, and it even looks like the value props that vendors who want to sell you this stuff would go over sure. as well, right? Yeah. And it, uh, you know, I think I think it fits well into 
Um, there used to be a phrase many years ago people would use that I don't think we would use anymore that I won't repeat. But it's basically like you shouldn't just download stuff from the internet and use it. <laughs> right? Like you you want to like you want to you want to make sure you uh, know where things are from, that they get updated, that you can track yes. them. I mean, this is this is the heart of security is like, you know, don't don't uh, trust the Internet. Yeah. Don't 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 just, you know, welcome a thief into your house and then go to sleep. Yes. And give it a knife. I guess it wouldn't be a thief that you wouldn't give a knife. It would be a. Well, you murderer. know, if they want to go beyond petty larceny. Sure. <laughs> petty larceny. Yeah. <laughs> So you got to now, now I want to walk through five, I'm going to say five of these. So the suggestion here is that you've got critical, you've got open source that's critical to, I mean, I think the basis here is just our lives. Let's just call it software that operates everywhere. And if software has eaten the world, eaten, Eaten. if software has consumed (laughs) the world, then it's software is critical to our lives. And so we need to open source used in many of these things is important to pay attention to. And uh, so there you got, you got number one, no unilateral changes to code. Yep. It would require a code review and approval by two independent parties. Number two, you need, authenticate you need two to part- YOLO. <laughs> That's right. Number two, authenticate participants, which I think it just means they can't be anonymous. Uh, and, yeah, that, that, that rubs some people the wrong way. You know. And number three, we got, we, we got there need be, there, what is this? There need to be notification for changes in risk to the software. Now, that's hard. I guess let's well, uh, well, let's revisit each of these for okay, more discussion. Okay. Number four, enabling transparency for software artifacts. Yes, sounds great. Number five, create ways to trust the build process. Right. All right. So now I had a, I had some questions about number one. No unilateral changes to code. I guess that's that's straightforward. It's just like you need one other person. To you need you need change. to have a, a review process in place where you know you have probably a set of trusted reviewers you know hopefully you've got sort some sort of a meritocracy in your code where you know people have proven that they know what they're doing because you you uh-huh. also don't want like you know hey i'm a director at company x i'm gonna go get the intern to plus one my code and push it to production right you you need yes, to have some yes. sort of like hey i've proven that i understand this software so so probably you know you get sign off from somebody who actually knows what they're doing um because or else you know and and this this plays into you know you do have organizations where one company kind of dominates the code base and you know they can make semi-unilateral changes to code and so if you're trusting some big open source tool chain you're like you know what Uh, i'm sure red hat has everyone's best interest at heart but when they make changes to say system d it would be nice if somebody outside of Red Hat signed off on it, right? And ah, so so now this this is this is uh, uh, this is slightly I, that, new that, that, that's like you know opening up our, our OSI level eight here. Where this the, this the is business. not <laughs> maybe not only individuals. Yeah, you yeah. want you want separate organizations. If you can, if you can, you know some things yeah, that they're yeah. really core. Uh, I you know or or maybe if you've hashed them out in an open environment, it's okay to have like, you know, two Googlers approve a change to Kubernetes, but right, right, right. you know, but you shouldn't be making unilateral changes to, I don't know, open SSL or, or, you know, or Kubernetes yeah. or, you know, uh, the Linux, kernel. Yeah, yeah. you know, you, you yeah, want, you, you know, want healthy diversity. In, co- uh, code review sounds good. I can get behind. We used yeah. to do code review when I was a developer at places I times. worked. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. It was, 
It was no big deal. And uh, so authenticate participants. Now, now what's that? I mean, I, again, I, 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 I'm, I'm hedging here. That seems totally reasonable to me now uh, that you would do that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, I'm assuming that doesn't mean you need like the little blue badge in Twitter to commit code. Right. But at least somehow you would need some some trusted mechanism to authenticate who this person was. And 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 the only the only thing I take issue with is the thing that maintainers cannot be anonymous. There are mm. so there are security products out there where you know where people don't want people to know who they are because maybe they work for a government that doesn't like that or maybe it opens them up to harassment. Um you know mm-hmm. there are there are definitely lots of examples of that kind of stuff happening. And so some people will have, you know, have a, a, a an account where, you know, you know who, you know who Satoshi Nakamoto is, but you can't, you know, you don't actually know who he is, right? <laughs> so he's effectively anonymous, but you... Right, right. It's a known they, entity. It's a known entity. So I, I think, you know, that's the only kind of wrinkle I would say to that. Like, yeah, you should know where this code's coming from, or else it's going to be, you know, the NSA backdooring your security products, you know, with a right, anonymous right. accounts, which, which also, you know, when you have a healthy open source ecosystem, anonymous drive-bys have to be inspected even more, right? You, mm. you haven't built up any level of trust, which isn't to say that, you know, you can have bad actors who, you know, build up a level of trust and push something in, but still, yeah, let's, yeah. let's authenticate them even if we don't have to know, you know, where they live. Yeah, yeah, See, seems reasonable, and and I think I think uh, you would have to make compromises of like you know, it's impossible to do a perfect job all the time. Sure, uh, you know, authenticating someone, but you could you could do something, and I think I think you know a point you were making there is uh, is equally useful is that even if you don't actually know who the person is, you it's nice to track over time that this entity did this thing exactly. right? to have a, have a trail of things that, that happen. I don't know. Now the next one, this next one is where I had a lot of like, uh, I don't know if the word logistics is, is correct, but just like just operational concerns, which is, and I've only read these the texts on these items. I haven't actually looked at the original source text. So who knows if I'm at yeah. it, but there need to be notification for changes in the Rista software. So this sounds like, <laughs> You need to get an email list going, and like uh, yeah. once, I mean, you know, I again, totally cool. It's just a matter of, uh, I think, I think, I think this is this is an example where the a list like this is great and probably should be done, but one has to be careful that it doesn't become uh, a way. Well, you just have to be aware that you're also going to end up filtering out a bunch of stuff because they can't satisfy the requirements right. that otherwise were good, right? Which which is fine. I mean, that's also that's kind of an implicit thing that also is being said here is that like if you can't do these things, your software cannot be trusted. Right? <laughs> so like, well, like even if your software is perfect, you're not you're not uh, you're not at the adult table enough yeah. to be able to be a critical piece of software that's running our lives. And 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 there's a lot of you know quote unquote critical software that doesn't match these levels. Um, and, and so, you know, there need to be notifications for changes in risk. So what does that mean? Well, probably you need to have uh, at the minimum an announcements email threat list, you know, where you can just say, Hey, there's a new release or announce your CVEs. Maybe, you know, depending on the product, there's a private members only C- security discussion, 
um, you know, either, whether it's Slack or IRC oh, or whatever. Yeah. But there needs to be somewhere where these things can be communicated to people who can actually do something about them. And then a notification means as a follow-up, right? So so I, I would hazard to guess uh, that something <clears throat> something like, you know, OpenBSD. You know, they've got – those guys are crazy into security. They have a whole lot of private channels uh, where – you know, people have, who have proven that they are worthy of being at the big boy's table um, can hash out like, oh, we've discovered this. We're going to f- work on a fix before we go public with it. Um, but uh, once we're done, we're going to notify, you know, there is a place where anyone who runs the software can immediately get notified. Here's this change. Here's why it's important. This is a security fix, right? It can't be something that you just bury in release notes, but that's mm-hmm. where it usually yeah ends up. yeah i yeah you know the so the sentiment there is good that like you should you should be more forward about when there's some shit wrong well, with your you, software you should you should at least have have you know, the organization around it you know you should be cognizant yeah. that hey software has bugs some of those bugs are security uh sometimes you don't want to hash those out in public you know so you have you know private means of having you know these conversations but they're 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 not private to a single organization, of course. You know they're private to the people who actually work on the software. Um, then we so, got we got we got the the fourth item, enabling transparency for software artifacts. Oh that's, yeah, that's basically just like uh, you know what what we would talk about in this day and age. If you've got like an automated build pipeline and re- repository, you can kind of track where everything everything that's happened yeah yeah well well, figure out where things are from and all of that four four and five kind of go together five is creating ways to trust create ways to trust the build process i mean if you can have a fully transparent build process if you can say like look here is how we build on circle ci or travis or you know github actions or whatever people can Uh go and analyze the code they could potentially go and recreate the builds um and the more the more transparency you can put around the building of those software artifacts, the better, right? So if you can say like, look, here are the output logs of our build and here's the SHAs of the build that came out of it. And here's the artifact, here are the SHAs, you can check it on your own. And you know, you sign those artifacts and they end up in a trusted repository. That brings a lot of, of rigor that is probably missing from a lot of places. And yeah. you know, one of the uh, one of the articles uh, you know, that we, we kind of, talked we haven't really talked about yet but uh there was this um uh supply supply chain attack where um this this researcher hacked over 35 firms um by name squatting their packages you know he's like hmm you know what i bet paypal has a package called paypal auth <laughs> or you know or, or or the like and he's like if i put this on github will they pick it up and it turns out you know some of these these name squatting things were getting picked up, and you know, so this kind of comes back to the whole idea of like, well, maybe if we could, um, uh, I don't know, pay attention to where those packages come from. We're expecting them from a single location. You know, we're going to check the shots from there. It might have caught some of this stuff. Um, hopefully, you know, people mm. are, are fixing their builds, but uh, it's not. You know, you you need to you need to give some some premeditation to this because eventually it's going to bite you. Yeah. I mean all of this is basically like, you know, pour one out for solar winds, right? <laughs> like it all comes back to solar winds. It's 
Uh, yeah, yeah. But they're not and, the and, only and, ones. Uh, they're not the only ones. Right, right. No, no. But it, it's it's like it like forces this this very visible thing that forces the issue of like, oh yeah, we should uh, make sure stuff doesn't get uh, all screwed up here when we're building the software. Although, wasn't there uh, wasn't there their, their CEO said there was some email like uh, compromise they had basically that uh, looks like someone hacked into their email. Is that, is that what you would say? Hacked into the email? What what would a security researcher say? They, they the acquired, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they 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 acquired unscheduled uh, remedial access to the the uh, IMAP uh, directory server. <laughs> uh, uh, probably, yeah. They, they, I, th- I think hack the mainframe would be sufficient. Uh, uh, yeah, hacking the mainframe—that's what it all comes down to. Yeah, that would be great if if like for some reason like you know. The, the McLaughlin group was still around and, and uh, they were discussing solar winds and they just they settled on like, how are these mainframes getting hacked over and over again? Patty Pat, tell us about the mainframe. Wrong. The Democrats cannot manage the security of their mainframe sufficiently and we are hoping that they will lead the country. It doesn't make sense. I'm just trying exactly. to play up to the Twitch audience. Yeah, they, they, they love themselves some McLaughlin group. <laughs> Uh, that guy's dead, right? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't think he's I missed anymore. it in my Mataglacius newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there, there's there's an umbrella topic. I think we can feel our way around here to mix metaphors. Feel our way around an umbrella. Like... <laughs> <laughs> there's more tarp. Do, do you, you know what they say? The way you get an umbrella is one elephant at a time. Yes, that's, that's what that's what blind men feel, tell you. So uh, now now. Y'all, you pointed out that uh, is it Steve or Steven Sanofsky? <laughs> well, uh, if you if you read his his book, you'll find that he preferred the name Steven. And when he showed up at Microsoft, they called him Steve, and he hated it. Ah, uh, but there was already like, a Steven S at Microsoft. Yes, that's that's kind of like when I got my VMware email address, I became Codem, C O T E M. I am now Codem. You got to know when to Codem. Which is like I, I think I think you know maybe if you if you get the complete uh, Buck Rogers TV series DVD set, there's some cut scenes where there's some robot named Codem that shows up every now and then. And uh, that was know, a Land of the Lost uh, character, wasn't it? He, he's <laughs> yeah, he's probably like Buck. I am here to fix your toilet. I am the Codem. But anyways, wow. I'll, I'll have to go back and watch those. But. Uh, <laughs> He, he's uh, he's. I'll, I'll have to go and look at this. I think you have you read the serialization yes. yeah, of the book yeah. that he's doing. I, All I, of it is well. He, he's he's got four chapters. Uh, this is this so is far. not good for you kicking off your meditation regimen. I, I got another week of work, so I got to okay. I got to okay. read my Sanofsky for another week. Um, okay. Yeah. So he's he's writing a book about his experiences at Microsoft and you know working his way up from being an application developer to leading uh the release of numerous teams in their apps group and uh you know he started off at uh, uh see I, I read it yesterday so I can't remember anyway he was he's at university uh writing stuff in and unix and dos and for the mac and uh won some stuff some prizes got some Notoriety and attention, and then uh, <clears throat> accepted a job to go work at Microsoft, and you know, just those early heady days of uh, the computer world. And I think it was like '89 or something like that. Um, mm. You know, so ancient history. Uh, 
but uh, you know, and, and and eventually he was in charge of Office and yeah, Windows. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he worked his way up to to you know being the release manager or you know the the VP or whatever executive in charge of a lot of applications. Um, mm. And including some of those roll-ups like Office, and uh, you know there there were various strategies. And then he left and headed off. I guess is he something to do with Andreessen Horowitz now? Um, now he's yeah. not the one that threw a chair at someone. That was Steve Ballmer, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, okay. I don't know. Maybe that's a later chapter. You know, to be written. But he's he's <laughs> he's, he's he's serializing this where every couple of days he he puts out. Um, you know, about 10 to 15 minutes of reading worth of material and, mm. you know, talks, you know, with a whole lot of, you know, annotations and quotes and stuff from people who were there. And then apparently, like, this is the part that loses me. He's he's putting it on Substack. And if you're a paying subscriber, you can give him feedback and he's going to continue to, like, revise and update the content. And so what what, what I get as, you know, the the plebe who's not paying is the unfiltered you know first draft and then it'll get iterated over and i guess eventually it's going to be a book um mm. and, you know and i think the working title is hardcore software now 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 so this like you said, this is on substack do you are, are you how are you liking this newsletter future that we're we're lurching into matt ray are you uh, yeah, well are you signing up to that so to speak yeah i i i have noticed there are some some people I've stopped following them on Twitter and or stopped you know paying attention to them on Twitter and moved to their newsletter like like Cory Doctorow, where there's just like mm. just too much crap coming at random times and then he like pushes a lot of meta stuff that he's already posted other places and it's just like dude you know what I want for people is maybe three or four posts a day and that's it right and yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that's the volume I can contain and when you show up with your fifty posts a day. You're you're overflowing that that buffer, so you know you need to get muted or irrelevant. You're saying he's got too many posts in Twitter. Yes, the newsletter. Right? Yeah, the newsletter like condenses it. You know, instead of having these, you know, part one of sixty-eight t- tweets. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, here's you know, here's <laughs> here's what I talk about here, and I'm like, skip, skip, you know, and I'll read that. Now, 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 like I subscribed to his newsletter. Yep. At your recommendation years ago, how does he write so much every day? It's insane. Yep. He has a lot of opinions yes. about about things. And, well, uh, and 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 like a lot of those those writer types, they have a, a regimen of you know, hey, they set aside a certain amount of time each day that this is mm-hmm. their writing time, mm-hmm. and they get you know, and, and I've, I follow you know a couple different writers, and and that's a very common format. Is is they're like you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but you know, from nine a.m. to noon, that's my writing time, and you know, I turn off Twitter, I you know, I. I turn off all blocking and I'm going to sit in front of this word processor. And some of them literally are like, you know, dedicated machines that can't do anything but type. And, you know, that's that's the sort of focus that I appreciate, but I don't know. You know, I, I, it's, it's challenging in this case, you know, if, if what you're writing about is stuff on the internet, like, like he does, (sighs) right? Because presumably, yeah. I Presumably, think, while you're writing it, you got to have the internet too, and so you need to have this. Well, but but I, I don't think stuff. I think I think the newsletter and the Twitter and stuff is a separate action. Mm. So you know, he he is a professional author, right? That's one of his main jobs. You know, he's he's wearing a lot of hats, but you know, cranking out books uh, that is is his I guess main 
bread and butter that gets him, you know, notoriety into all these other fields so he can go and do lectures and guest authors and, and, you know, podcasts and other means of making money. But, you know, and and so that's a very, you know, I, I I need to get to that, you know, just (laughs) for my own level of focus because right now I'm just scattershot. And so I, I use... I use an app called uh, Self Control to like block off Twitter and a lot of other websites uh-huh. and stuff. And I need to like make maybe make that thing turn on automatically because you know with all the news and everything going on, uh, you can get rattled pretty fast every day. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, so the reason I have such interest on in this 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 obscure topic that is is uh, is I have been thinking a lot recently about like. I should probably not like post a lot of stuff just because like, I think my, my new theory that I'm working on <clears throat> is that it's more valuable to have like uh fewer things and just kind of like save up the stuff that you have to put into bigger units. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. instead of, as you were saying, instead of having a whole bunch of tweets of, th- I don't do this anymore at all, but instead of having a bunch of tweets, I should just like, Either if I think of some some zany one line thing, I should just put that in a file somewhere and then collect together a bunch of them to publish as one big thing. <laughs> or like if, you know, instead of having like uh like, you know, thirty things throughout the day, I should just sit down and like write like one little you know, like article thing, you know, like and, and it feels like like there's two things. One, like it seems like it's there's no money in all these little things and it's a big time suck. Yeah. And then two, there, there's that, there's that old promise of like, you know, Hey kid, we're not going to pay you in cash. We're going to pay you in exposure. And, and you know, I feel like, you know, I have, I have this saying in my head, like every time I go down this, uh, this path of thinking about, Ooh, I could set this thing up and I could set that thing up. And I think like, I already have a job, right? Like I don't, I don't <laughs> actually, podcast, right? Yeah. Like I don't actually need to like, <laughs> I don't need to construct together a business that becomes a job for me because I already have a job doing that stuff. And and so instead I can like not try so hard and concentrate more on like uh, less volume, more quality. I don't know. I I don't have it ironed out. That's what's different though, right? These, you know, these folks, you know, I mean, we'll just keep using Cory Doctorow. Like he, his job is to hustle. Right, he has to have you know four balls in the air at the same time because you don't make enough money as a writer to to live on, you know. I mean, unless you're Stephen King, you know that that just doesn't happen for most people. And so you have to have a lot of side hustles going to get more attention. Right, right, right. So so even though even though he it looks like maybe he's constantly spraying on Twitter and Instagram or wherever, um, and then taking that same content, repackaging it, giving you the, the bulk load of it. It's like he kind of has to do both, right? He has to and, – and, and like people you see on, on Patreon, like that's kind of the, the strategy you have to propel. It's like you have to keep going out there and getting more attention for yourself because we're in this you know weird attention economy. And, yeah, but then yeah. you also have to be delivering the content on the back end for the people whose attention you got. So I'm not going to tell you guess, to change guess... the strategy. <laughs> <laughs> that, let me. I, I mean, I'm still thinking through this this uh, this strategic thinking from my own life, but I think you're making me. I'll, I'll close it out with this. I'm, you're making me frame it as like I don't need to for for myself. I don't need to spend so much time on demand gen funnel management. 
Like <laughs> I got, I've got, I've got a lot of plenty of pipeline. You got, right? you got, like, you got I, plenty. Your, your funnel's already big enough. You, you yeah, got a my good funnel, funnel is my funnel's st- funnel is closed. That, that's right. Cause, like because you don't eat the plan, Cote. You you gotta you gotta you gotta the get, plan the plan eats you. Yes, you you gotta get that stuff down. Now now you gotta work your funnel. Now you gotta work those but, those Glengarry leads. But I think I think if you have a job, right? Like yes. you've got a, a big enough job, right? Then you don't need to worry about demanding all these little jobs that add up to to a job, right? right? And then so, but I uh, you know I think this is an important orientation because. People are always like, "Oh, I got to up my social profile, and I got to do this thing." And it's just sort of like, eh, "I don't, I don't know." Like, you gotta, you gotta focus on just you already, you already got the job, and you don't need to worry about funnel management so much. I'm repeating myself here, but well, but anyways, but, yeah, I mean, there's lots of people out there who you know their job is to keep the funnel open for their oh, day sure, job, sure. right? Um, you know, Corey Quinn. Uh, you know, there's you know definitely people in our space who who do it because you know they have you know consulting companies that need they need that attention now if you're in a product company well this is one of the things i see is like people who you know they have a day job and they can spend all their time on twitter uh but then when they go to something that (laughs) requires more involvement like you know they're at a new startup or something like the twitter content goes right it's like yeah yeah, yeah. they must be working (laughs) exactly exactly yeah, yeah. Well, I'll I'll have something in my recommendation that started me thinking about this funnel thing. Uh, re- renewed that, so we'll see. Well, speaking of Matt Ray, uh, usually we have Brandon go over the uh, the bureaucracy, but I will try to fill in his uh, his thing here. I think the power did go off at his house, which is funny. It's a long, it's a curse, long in the making. Yeah. Uh, I think I think uh, it doesn't look like Brandon has sent any stickers out to any far flung places. Uh, if you do want some stickers, you can see you can email us your mailing address, right? You got to mail, you got to send where these are physical things, and you send them to stickers at softwaredefinedtalk.com, and Brandon will just mail you some anywhere in the world. Awesome. I think I think there's a few countries we haven't mailed to yet, but uh, you know, come on, Latvia. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't know. Have we mailed any to the Antarctic yet? I'm not sure if we. I think we've got all the continents covered except that one. Oh wow! So if there's so anyone like uh, anyone who's like you know managing the email servers or the Kubernetes cluster in the Arctic, uh, you need some stickers. I I do know a couple of people who've worked down there, so it's kind of cool. Literally. Maybe if you're going to a space station, take a sticker. Oh, the next, put it up, put it, the next frontier. Software where, stickers where, wherever on that, the, on the wherever that window station. is that every, wherever that window is that everyone goes to take pictures of the Earth, put it right in the middle of that window. You know, that's that's, that's gonna that's gonna get you some leads. Yeah, see, talk about <laughs> oh, see, look at that. See, now this is a perfect example. I'm back on funnel stuffing. Why am oh, I even thinking? Come about on, this Kote, now, right? back on funnel stuffing. <laughs> uh also uh apparently the thread is over three thousand replies. What is going on in that thread, Matt Ray? Well, uh you know, it it's 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 kind of the water cooler of the software defined talk uh slack. Um mm. so you're talking about like last night's Seinfeld episode or something? Uh I there haven't been any new episodes in a while, but uh <laughs> <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> I'm missing out. You know, I, I talked about uh talked about my new label maker 
<laughs> oh, I see. Okay. It, all right. All right. So, so we we got that going on. Also, there's uh, DevOps Days Texas online is uh, on March second, and uh, you know I need to find the dates for this, but I think sometime next month we have a uh, a spring tour going on, which is going to be Tasty Meets Paul will be on there, and I think it's a day or two days of kind of on. It's it's almost like a uh, uh, sort of like a ongoing sort of Twitch live coding thing where there'll be special guests coming in and they'll be coding and things like that. It sounds like it's good, but also. Way out in September, we'll have our Spring One conference, and the CFP is still not open for that. But when it is, uh, I'll go over submitting to, you know, I'll tell you what what I'm helping manage there that would be interesting. And, you know, as always, you should join our Slack channel. We, we uh, broadcast these in Twitch, and uh, it's they're usually much longer. All sorts of exciting stuff. If you like all the uh, needless chatter that comprises the core of the show. The things you can just be doing boy, rather than working. <laughs> yeah, just just there there is there is a level beyond needless that we do in in the stream uh that that you could you could follow as well. Uh but if you go to softwaredefinedtalk.com, you can see all of that stuff and jump into it. But with that Matt Ray, what do you have to recommend this week? Well, as uh as as I kind of previewed uh earlier in the episode, um I got a new label maker. <laughs> uh just um, you know, uh, a Dymo label maker. I, I hadn't, you know, it's not one of those like embossed plastic ones. It's just a little printer that prints out stickers. It's super handy and they're like 15 bucks. It, you know, why not? All right. Walk, walk, walk me through this. What is it super handy for? I don't, I, 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 I am not doubting you. It just, I was trying to think of what I would label and I couldn't come up with it. Uh, storage boxes, computers, things that, uh, mm. cords, um, things that, you know, when you look at them, you're like, what is that? You know, what's in there? Or, you know, whatever. I've got, I have six identical laptops, right? So uh, I just okay. I okay. put a sticker on each of them. So when I flip them over, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's this one. You know? Um, so when I, you know, find a laptop, I flip it over. I'm like, oh, this is, you know, that kid's. Um, so so that's what I'm using for. And then my other pick, uh, which I, uh, is the the Manly Surf School. Uh, I'm I'm after this. I'm going to go take a surf lesson. It, very very easy to uh, to sign up for, and uh, just you know called them up and told them I had a gift certificate that expired, and they're like, no problems, mate. Just show up. <laughs> so yeah. you gotta love that, right? Uh, that 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 sounds accurate. Yeah, just and, to show and, up and. and the reason it's expired is because I tried to sign up for a lesson before it expired. And they were like, no, you don't want to come on that day. The swell is going to be bad. Uh, and I was like, well, it's going to expire. Like, don't worry about it. Right. So super, super easy to get along with. Uh, I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. You know, the only time I, when I was in Sydney, whenever that was, uh, like we, we went and took surf lessons oh, and, you did? and man, man, that instructor was super chill. Yeah. It, and and it, it was, it was nice though, because he wasn't super chill, like, you know, like some California, like, uh, surfer version, which would be kind of uncomfortable. He was, he was just more sur- super chill. He's got an Australian accent. So of course it sounds different. I don't know what that means, but you know, it, it's, it, he's just as very encouraging and, you know, whatever happens, happens. It's like if you took that California, laid back attitude and removed all the new agey hippie shit out of it but you retain like <laughs> well, all of the the yeah, same if, laid back if, if you go up to byron bay and Newsa, you can get some of that right mm. uh but but yeah i but I, sydney's I, a little more professional yeah i mean oh, professional you know. yeah 
Certainly. Yeah. You have buses that work there, I hear. And trains. <laughs> Love those. Well, my my uh my recommendation. So, you know, speaking of like wanting to consume uh more quality content, I I uh you know, I tried out the Apple all in Apple thing. And so I was reading the Apple news stuff in there and you get some things like the New Yorker and other things. So I would read those, but they're the way they do their stuff. I just, I can't get behind it. It's no good, but it made me realize that I should go subscribe to some other magazines. And there's one that I come across every now and then uh, called the, uh, the Paris review, which probably if you've done any studying literature, you've come across as well, but you know, so, so how's Paris? Often, uh, well, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, it's like a literary magazine more or less, oh. but there's, the thing that I always come across is I think about every issue, there's at least one extensive interview with a writer, a poet or whatever, and just kind of talking about how they work. And now the Paris Review has been around since God knows how long, the 60s at least. So they have interviews with like, like there's one with Jack Kerouac. There's, of course, a Hunter Thompson one. And like, I mean, those are just the old like, you know, old white dudes things there's just tons of interviews so those are fun to read but there's also poetry and fiction and things like that but i was flipping through as one does the back issues of the paris <laughs> when you have a subscription and i came across this one thing and I, I was reading it and i was like i don't know if this is poetry or this is prose or what this is because it's a bunch of little little sentences that aren't really related and then i realized it's basically like it's sort of like more or less aphoristic writing. And, and I was, it was reading through it. It was, it was pretty good. And it's, so then I found out it's written by this person. It's, I don't know how to pronounce her name, Sarah Mag- Manguso. And it's, it's good stuff. And she's got several books that are just sort of like, it's sort of like aphoristic little things. Like, you know, I love reading diaries and people's notebooks and stuff like that. And it's, and it's kind of like that. And, and, here, I'm just going to, I have to sign him, but let me read you one. I read this one and I think about it, maybe not as frequently as uh, work is punishment, uh, but. <laughs> you should just get a tattoo. It'd be, oh, here it is. It, it'll be like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I just think that's a good, I don't know if I believe that work is punishment yet or not, but it's a good, like, you know how like like a self-help person or a therapist will tell you like a thing, like a, oh, a compass. No. This needs to be like memento where you get a tattoo and every morning you wake up and you're like, oh, work is punishment. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but she, but you know, ab- about six into like this thing, you don't even have to log in to read this, but she has this thing, which is good. She says, true happiness is relinquishing one sense of se- of entitlement to it. And I was like, oh, Oh yeah, which which is like a very cynical way of putting a bunch of like you know modern day therapy Buddhist shit. Which is like <laughs> the reason you're unhappy is you're trying to be happy. I, I like yeah. I like the juxtaposition between this and my label maker. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you could do? You should put that on a label. <laughs> <laughs> you should just. Ooh, that's a good aphorism. I'm gonna put that yeah. just the book is yeah. just covered in them, so you don't have to open the book. You can just look on the outside, and you're like, "Huh, work is punishment." So you got you got two <laughs> things you can put in. The, that's right. We'll put a, work is punishment on the label, and then true happiness is relinquishing one's sense of entitlement to it, and then you're set. You can just uh, put those right wherever you brush your teeth. 
you can look at that every day. So I'll I'll put a link to those there in the show notes. But then she has some books that uh, look look particularly interesting. Well, anyhow, uh, this has been Software Defined Talk. Uh, if you want to get the show notes for this episode, you can go to softwaredefinedtalk.com slash 285. And uh, with that, we'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye. Bye. And so we get tomorrow off, which is nice. I, I didn't I didn't really remember that until yesterday, so I was scrambling today to like finish up everything. You ever get that? That's a problem with holidays when you're oh, when I, you're employed. I've got I've got something even worse. I, I went ahead and signed up for my long service leave. So Oh nice. Now I'm like yeah. Oh yeah, you can move that meeting in two weeks, but I won't be there. <laughs> you know you know you know what I think about almost every day now? Uh, Matt Ray is work as punishment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to have four I'm weeks trying, of no punishment. I'm trying. I'm trying to be Australian more and more every day. Exactly. You know?